0: podcasting from Alexandria, Virginia, just a few miles from Washington, D.C., where we all hope doing what is right the first time is everyone's top priority. This is Software Quality Today presented by Percellrex, a podcast about the trends and challenges of software quality testing and computerized system validation, and the people who are leading the way. Hear interviews with special guests and news from customers and vendors. I'm your host, Dory Gonzalez Acevedo, and welcome to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Software Quality Today. I'm your host, Dori Gonzalez acevedo I'm excited to share with you a fireside chat with Cisco Facente, Case for Quality Program Manager for FDA's Center for Devices and Radiological Health. We had a chance to recap on some of the important takeaways from Connex GMP University, ways to bring more collaboration between industry and regulators, and most importantly, how to reframe the quality mindset within our industry to enable and advance innovation across the board. This was recorded on day three of Connects GMP University in sunny San Diego, and so without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Cisco. Good morning, Cisco. How are you?
1: I am great, thank you, Dory. It's it's really great to be here, and it's gorgeous out
0: here. <laughs> right. So we are at the second day of Connects GMP University here in San Diego. It's the first time you've been in person for. Quite some time.
1: Well, since COVID hit, we've been on restricted travel, so um, I don't think it could have been a better place out the first uh, <laughs> travel opportunity we got back. That's
0: great. That's yeah. wonderful. And thank you for your support and being here at Connects. Um, yourself as well as other colleagues have been yeah. here, right?
1: This was um, a, a big opportunity. And I actually, uh, I regret that we didn't get um, internally. You know, now that we are traveling again, there is still the bureaucratic paperwork that goes on to get it set up and approved, um, and they didn't manage to get all that paperwork in time to even be here in person, which you could have done. It would have been a, a great mm-hmm. uh, eye-opening opportunity for them, but they've been online, and they've really been getting a lot out of the sessions. So.
0: That's great. Is or some first-time um, FDA folks been participating? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, we've been doing, well, let me say we, FDA, but mostly my participation in some of the Connects things for a few years now. Um, each of the sessions and the different focus um, that they bring is a new learning opportunity. But I think what I found this one to provide was it gave insights into a lot of the similar work that's going on uh, through our partner drug center. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was good to come see the perspective of how people are responding to that. Mm-hmm. Not for the sake of, um, you know, anything negative, but it's our learning opportunity too, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. some cases, it's a good chance to say, oh, it's not responding well. We shouldn't do something like that. <laughs> we should right. correct in the other direction. Right. Yeah.
0: So actually having real life feedback yeah. loop, um, not only in a, maybe a form that someone submits online, right? But you actually get to meet the people. Right. You hear other, the circumstances of which some of those issues are coming up. And,
1: and you have a a nice discussion with the, the even the people who are voicing a negative opinion or who are um, you know maybe counter to any of the points we've made or tried to make because when you do have that discussion real time not in feedback through like the typical guidance or docket processes that we've got there's no context behind where it's coming from mm-hmm. it's just the message mm-hmm. here you really get a chance to hear but why is that the case what is it that we're not saying that's mm-hmm communicating what you're saying cuz it's aligned we're in the same spot right right
0: right yeah i think that um you were in the think tank yesterday that yeah. i led um yeah. around quality metrics and i think that a lot of that conversation was so rich and we probably could have talked a lot lot yeah. longer right um because every situation is is unique and there's no one prescribed answer to solve a particular issue, and yeah. I think what was really helpful for the folks in the room to hear your perspective on that from a regulator perspective and also to hear from the, the sponsor side.
1: Yeah, that actually um, you know we, I actually had a chance to meet with some of my coworkers on top of the fact that um, they've already had great feedback, some of them have even been uh, quoting materials from Uh, the sessions or the Mm -hmm. slides or talking about it in our internal chats. Um, The session yesterday, uh, I've had the experience just by time and fortune, but I think it's the first time they saw that industry is willing to be open, Mm -hmm. right? And that was a great session. And we had somebody who was brave enough to share, Mm -hmm. here's what we've got, even though we were in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes a difference Mm -hmm. because uh, on our end, people want to help. But um, that kind of dynamic sharing of information with the companies, and I go back, the, the, say the, one of the quotes my, that my, came my out quote. of it, your quote, right? <laughs> Quality is not proprietary. Exactly. Yeah. And it was enough that even somebody wrote it down <laughs> and sent it back to me, right? Um, it's true, right? Mm-hmm. And the best people who can help each other isn't necessarily us at FDA. Right. It's each other, the companies themselves. There's nothing in what they do that is the secret sauce, right, right? Right. It's that engagement, that sharing, that everybody learns, everybody comes up to speed up the right. same way, and yeah. we move forward.
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, being, I've been on both sides, right? Um, not, but not on a regulator yeah. side, but both sides of the sponsor versus uh, consultant or vendor side, and the, um, the there's a healthy, a uh, competition for me is really a hard word, I, I really, try to discourage that word in that, um, and I think you're aligned in that it's a collaboration. Yeah. And even when you have a medical, or two or three medical device companies that produce the same sort of product, the same intended outcomes, all those sorts of things, it doesn't mean that we can't have a collaborative conversation about what makes sense if you have the patient in mind.
1: I, I Absolutely. I think that is... Um you know something that we need to to do a much better job um, collectively promoting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to FDA, I worked in semiconductor, and there's not a lot. The competitions are tight, the margins mm-hmm. are tight, and even with all that, mm-hmm. you know our biggest competitors were also our biggest partners on product right. cases, right? Yep. It was. That's how you did things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and I would have thought, you know, with COVID, and hopefully some of the um, better outcomes of COVID are higher collaboration yeah. efforts across the supply chain. Um, we had another th- um, session earlier in the day around supply chain and the effects, yeah. and Denise and I were also part of that with Brian and and his group. and And I think that how to capitalize on the things that we had to do during COVID into making it to be a mandatory, kind of a mandatory, ingrained part of how we operate moving forward. So what are some of those things?
1: Yeah, there's, wow, there's so much that, um, that first of all happened in that in that capacity, right? People rethinking um, how they engage with their suppliers, right? It wasn't so much a push anymore for who's gonna give me the cheapest price. Right. It is, okay, we are in this together, we either all, uh, swim or we all sink. Right. Um, we need to collaborate. We need to build a stronger partnership. We need to have stronger communication. Um, with a lot of the companies starting to implement more technology because their remote workers were there, mm-hmm. they're trying to get um, that shift going. That mindset started to permeate, or is starting to permeate down into the supply chains, right? Mm-hmm. And their suppliers. How do we? make them part of our system so it's not a right. discrete process so we can get that more. Um,
0: not an us and them conversation, but right. a we conversation. Correct. Yeah.
1: You want that continuous flow of information, right? Yeah. Because that's how you prepare for the next right. issue.
0: So one of the things we, we were talking about in the think tank yesterday was how to enroll folks that are not currently in the rooms here at Connects, you know, here in, in, at MDIC, Though you know, because those sorts of initiatives are volunteer-based based yeah. issues And with your new VIP yeah. program, right, yeah. is it, the first word is voluntary.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It's and very so clear.
0: how do we, as an industry, enroll, get folks on board? What are some of your thoughts there?
1: So, you know, we did it in some of the programs and we recognize that there is a need, right? When we, as an agency, offer a, an acknowledgement, right? We recognize what the company is doing and the exchange of information we get in a different format that we could say this satisfies what we we're looking for from this set of regulatory activities. Let's scale back what we look at or what we see. That offers a an incentive, right? Mm-hmm. That first kickoff of uh, value. Mm-hmm. Here's why I would do this. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna, you know I we're gonna go through this and I'm sure somebody's gonna hear it from FDA and say, <laughs> you really shouldn't have said it that way. But the reality is it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that we've done is okay. You've given us this information. You're going through these maturity assessments. Um, we can see even where there's dips, but we see the progress and the progression. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no other major signals going on, that becomes part of our risk-based planning. We don't need to go and inspect the site. Mm-hmm. That's a huge incentive for a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. Just even that portion. Right. But there's a lot more we can do. There's a lot more we can really dynamically think differently about how we approach the, the regulations. So that's the start. But as we found even with our VIP companies, and we've said it multiple times, all that is is your initial kickstart, right? Mm-hmm. That's, your, um, that's your marketing phase for mm-hmm. your CEO. Right. Why would I play? Well, you get this, and that saves us x. Most of the companies who've been enrolled in the VIP program don't even consider those benefits anymore because they've started to gain so much other value from their process improvements. And that's by scales bigger than whatever (laughs) we're offering. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, The, you know, the guidance is um, whether or not they come out or not, I don't even want to get into because at the end of the day, right, um, I think that what I hear on the ground, like it's on the ground. There's still a really big disconnect between internal company auditors, like folks, their internal quality, internal auditing programs, and what FDA is expecting or asking of. And that conversation is really hard to navigate. So I was wondering if you can shed some insight on that. I
1: honestly... And this is where I am.
0: That's feedback you've heard too. Oh, right. God, 100% yeah, okay.
1: open to any ideas on how we drive that culture shift, how we communicate. Cause I guarantee even when the guidance or any guidance that we do come out comes out that culture shift or that culture that's already great in the company isn't going to believe it. It's just not going to buy that. That's really what we're saying in that guidance. Um, you know, I've had cases where we've done and talked about the material or what's coming out in the guidance and here's what we expect. And have people literally in the room tell us that's not what FDA wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about kind of changing that mindset when you've got FDA telling you, here's what it is, right. and someone says, no, that's not what you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got, I get, we got some work to do on our end to train up our investigators to be more in these case. But I can assure you that a lot of what um, the investigators have looked for done has never really amounted to what is driving this type of cultural reaction in industry. Yeah. So it is you know, getting the message out, getting more things exposed, letting people know that it's safe to come and talk to us directly mm-hmm. if they have questions. Mm-hmm. Even if it's um, you know, a situation where you're not in alignment or you feel that there's a disagreement within your own company's regulatory mm-hmm. groups and what you're pushing for, Come talk to us. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go through the regulatory groups to right. do it. Right. Um, and that we've done, right? We've gone to meetings with to, to explain between the groups and say, this is okay. Right, We've looked at process changes that they've made and reviewed them and given them, you need a, a written paper that says, this is okay. Here is a written letter that says, right. this is within, um, you know, looks like it is in compliance with right. what we're looking for in the regs. And that helps. Move the needle, but it's company by company, right?
0: Right, it is. It is. It's an individual thing, and um, part of my dinner conversation with some folks last night. Right, that that company value structure mm-hmm. um, is formed in many of these cases decades ago. Yes, and um, in order to you can't change company oh. culture if it's you know 100 years old yeah um, it,
1: it's, it's tough it's you know, <laughs> really hard
0: and so you know on the flip side i, I do work with and see some preclinical and clinical mm-hmm. um um folks and the amount of innovation yeah. that they're bringing to the table is so exciting to yeah. me um it's just mind-blowing and how embracing of uh, change that they mm-hmm. are and, and what they're spinning up and all those sorts of things. And yet, unfortunately, comes to when they're ready to dip into the commercial side, right? It's they, They're getting hit with this um, roadblock of of old quality mindset. Yeah. Uh, again, whether it's internal auditors or even external auditors that are um, brought from the industry that right. come in and do it's there's So I'm wondering, I'm just brainstorming, um, uh, like how to um, spark interest in the new generation. Because I think that um, even hearing some of, um, we were talking about, there's kind of three phases of career, right? Your beginning stage, your middle, and your end. Uh There's some really wonderful beginning stage folks here how to inspire and get them excited and wanting to enter in an arena mm-hmm. where it's already heavily, you know, kind of situated in a, in a, in a rut, yeah. right? Um, how, do, how do we do that?
1: That's actually a great question to think about. So there's stuff that, um, you know, we could collectively do to try to, you know, courses like these can we get it even earlier into the university classes right Mm -hmm. um you know one of the things that i think i don't know if you're familiar with um you know xavier's program uh and their quality certificate the no so they created a program um you know one of the things that came out of a case for quality vip session was this idea of how to get more people interested in quality, Mm -hmm. especially at the college levels. So they created a quality certificate program that is focused on quality. We're not talking compliance, it is all the elements on quality, making the value case. But one of the things that I know early on we talked about needing um, was a portion of that program that was built around having people just tell the story. Mm -hmm. right? That risk story, that value story. Because that's where the quality professionals seem Mm -hmm. to lack. And you don't learn that until you've been in industry for a while.
0: No, you don't. right? Uh And that's been the, the, as I'm on the latter part of my career, trying to figure out ways to get all of that knowledge, all of those learnings in a consumable way, right? So that we can really truly inspire the collaboration and thought provoking ways that Everyone on the regulator side really wants to see yeah. and is needed, yeah. right? In order to, to do the really cool stuff yeah. that is, has been ideated out there and, and wanting to bring to patients. Yeah.
1: And you've got all this, um, you know, like you said, all these fresh ideas, this fresh perspective coming in. People who are comfortable with technology mm-hmm. um, right from the onset who want to bring that to the table, know how to bring it to the table in the right way. Um, I think giving them, Because they're always going to hit that same wall. Mm -hmm. And because they're young, they're fresh, they're always going to be seen as just not having been there long enough to know what really matters, right? right. (laughs) Um, So arm them with the tools to have a different conversation that bypasses that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give them what they need to say, okay, great. When was the last time you saved a million dollars? Because this will save a million dollars. You may get them to get more traction. Traction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, what makes you excited about what's coming up in the FDA? What are you guys working on? What is like really driving oh, you Oh goodness! Today?
1: So, I don't know if um, you know, people collectively have been paying a lot of attention. I did see some mention of it here, but you know, within the device side, there's been a focus for um, you know, these maturity activities and a different way of assessing an organization so that we can actively help them drive improvements and not be on the end of mm-hmm. uh, compliance, right? Um, and not saying that compliance is bad, negative, never said that's the case. It's just an issue of the way we've approached it collectively, industry mm-hmm. and FDA. It's a binary activity. Mm-hmm. You're either in or you're out, right? <laughs> right it's right, not, right. <laughs> there's not a scale of. Right. Um, so why don't we help companies just be better, focus on the better patient outcome, because mm-hmm. that compliance will happen. Mm-hmm. So we've done that and we're working on that within the Center for Devices. But Cedar's been talking about that for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got various uh, activities they've done to try to get to that point. Uh, But now they seem to be ramping up. We've been collaborating and sharing information, connecting them with the same resources we've had. Um, And it's taken a bit more Mm -hmm. impetus there. Mm -hmm. So that's big. I think um, last I saw... I think even veterinary medicines was developing something yeah. along those lines. All right. <laughs> um, so it's starting to get traction. The idea of finding another way to evaluate a company's, mm-hmm. um, you know, excellence in some way shape. So or does
0: form. that need or require some new skill set at the FDA? Are you guys recruiting? What like are you like? How are you handling the? In-
1: I think it needs volume? a couple of things. Mm-hmm. It needs um, not necessarily, you know a new skill set. Um, I think actually our investigators are really well equipped to do this. Mm-hmm. We need to give them the training and mm-hmm. the tools, right, to be able to do that. And the reality of the matter is there's got to be some adjustment in some legal authorities, right? Mm-hmm. Because the way they're written and done now, they're just kind of handcuffed to one mm. paradigm, right? Right. Um, and they are actually really well equipped to have a completely different discussion. hmm and I think they want to have that discussion. Most of them do, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get really good investigators, here hear it all the time. Someone will say, I'm going to close a notebook now. This is not mm-hmm. <laughs> on the record, right? Mm-hmm. And the companies value that. Mm-hmm. But um, there's things that need to be modified to get there. Um, what we also need to do, though, is that isn't a, a one-sided... Um, activity right we need to get industry understanding what it means to be focusing on mm-hmm. a maturity approach one of the big things that we've also been working on and this is not just fda this is every manufacturing initiative within the u.s right is all um coming down from the white house we must get more advanced manufacturing in these companies yeah um, more technology yeah. more implementation more machine learning <laughs> right. more ai right. um we've got several programs that are cross-cutting across the agency Mm -hmm. that are focused on how do we bring more technology Technology. to manufacturers because that's also part of that journey, right? Right. Um, Information, data, that's your keys to speed and control and knowing what's going on with your product.
0: Right. That's the hard part. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) as I do strategic assessments for a lot of companies, Mm -hmm. it's um, having those slower conversations asking lots of questions that they might not the stakeholders at least in the room might not know the answers to and then we have to figure out who does know this stuff who is doing the work Uh right Um, I know like on the sales side folks don't often want to slow down those conversations for variety of reasons and they and then on the customer side or the sponsor side we have all these other projects we have to do how do we fit this other thing in right Um, so I try to argue there's a space for quality everywhere. Yeah, right? there go back is. To my, it has
1: to be everywhere. It has
0: to be everywhere, right? <laughs> and so, um, do you see, you know, any better or worse whether that quality function is within the grander scheme of the leadership team, uh, you know, siloed outside? Like, do you see? Any it, so
1: that's the um, the biggest thing we think we're trying to combat is something that has evolved over time across the regulated industries, right? It's that breaking out and siloing of quality because mm-hmm. of the way the regs are written, right? There's a mm-hmm. quality owner. Right. Um, you know, they own all these Separate pieces. of management. Exactly. Um, yeah. They own the enforcement of things, right? right? Instead of the value proposition. And that's unique to the life sciences. Mm-hmm. You go to any other industry and quality has to be integrated everywhere, right? Most quality teams, very lean Mm-hmm. Because their role is more coaching, right? Educating, Oversight, yeah. Putting together the yeah the Which, tools, the, and
0: that's a great point because then they don't have the numbers right. needed to support. And I see that on the software development side, right? Yeah. It's often when we're wanting to build an agile team, right. we don't have enough SQA folks represented because it, it's always oh well, you know, you can manage five projects because it only should be like ten percent of your time, mm-hmm. and you should be able to divide it up and, and manage all these things. But no one really gets to the heart of you need to be all invested.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And you, if you go in that route, fine. But everyone's all in because now everybody owns a piece of it. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I no. know we have a whole another rest of the day, another full <laughs> day. And I really appreciate you sitting down with us today. No, thank
1: you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a lot, so lot of fun.
0: I will leave in the show notes. Folks can reach out. <laughs> Encouraged to reach out to the FTA. Please. That's what you're saying. And what's the message we want to hear from everybody is, is call when you need help. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. right. Thanks for listening to Software Quality Today. If you like what you just heard, we hope you pass along our web address, percellarex.co, to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Be sure to check out our previous podcasts and check us out on LinkedIn at Priscilla X. Join us next time for another edition of software quality today.